Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello there. This is Fantastic Tuesday, and I want to give a special shout out to all of my international and national listening fans. We are coming live from California. I have a little announcement for you. The annual Southern California Women's Conference is being held this year at the Pasadena Hilton Hotel California. It's in Pasadena, November 1st, and there are free workshop sessions beginning at 9.30 a.m. Your host, Dr. B, is presenting a workshop session for women on refinding your purpose after 50 at 11, at 11.30 a.m. that day, track three. But you got to register uh, for it now. It's free at www dot socalwomenconference.com so share with your lady friends and men because they have a man cave there to come for a day designed to empower you mentally and physically so again check out the website and register for me finding your purpose refinding your purpose after 50 www.socalwomenconference.com speaking of empowerment today we have on the show an amazing woman Elvie Guzman, a brand strategist, TV personality, and best-selling author who's been featured as one of the future 15 Latina entrepreneurs in Latina Magazine, Sister 2 Sister Magazine, and Urban Influence Magazine. Elvie is also the first Mexican-American to be featured in a reality show on BET for being Terry Kennedy. So today we're going to talk about the fuel behind LVG. And listen, let me tell you this. For over nine years, Miss Guzman has worked for comedian, actor, radio host, and author Steve Harvey. Now, within those nine years, she worked herself up, holding several titles and departed as PR and branding director for Steve Harvey, the Steve Harvey Radio Network, and the Steve Harvey Soup Collection. LVG, as she is called, is a dynamo, and I'm so excited to have her on the show. And LV has her own company, LVG Public Relations, that does publicity, social media management, and branding for celebrities and CEOs. And you know, if that's not enough, she's also published a helpful book, Purpose, Awaken, and Succeed, that contains valuable lessons from her own inspirational experiences. So help me welcome Miss LVG to the show today. Hi there, LV. Hi, Dr. V. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. Well, girl, you earned it. Every bit of it, let me tell you. <laughs> and I am so very awed and absolutely, I'm, I'm just so happy to have you on the show today to share your story. Uh, you have an incredible story, and I'm going to start with some of the things I know about you, because I did a lot of research on you, gal, because you've got a lot of stuff to share. I, I know you graduated from Gladstone High School, and you had a 4.2 GPA, and at the age of 21, you went on to graduate from University of Southern California, USC, with honors in receiving a degree in political science with a degree in law and society. So you have quite a story that actually, if I had to retitle your story, it would be From Failure to Triumph. Your script actually began 
during your teenage years. So tell me how it all began for you, Elvie. I would say that the first partial awakening I had was when my parents were sent to jail falsely. And for my high school years, I had to figure it out. So usually kids at 14 are just worrying about what they're going to wear to school or what boy they like. But I immediately had to shift my focus on survival and how I was going to make it. And luckily, I remembered everything my parents told me, that education was a key. And that was my way out. Wow. Now, did you have anybody knowing that your parents were incarcerated? And how did you handle that in high school at 14? Did people know about it? No, absolutely not. My parents didn't want anyone to know about it. They were very Mm -hmm. successful people in the Mm -hmm. community that had spiritual stores. So Mm -hmm. for people to think that them going to jail for selling drugs was true um, was not possible. We had to wait until we got DNA testing and all that good stuff to get them released and exonerated and get their money for all of the time wasted in jail. Oh, my. How long did they spend, spend in jail? I'm just curious. The entire process lasted six years. Oh, my goodness. From arrest to release, because they still made him go to the halfway house, and there was still more trouble there where they switched my mom's urine on purpose. Um, So it was was a six-year ordeal. And by that time, you're 20 years old. Yes, I was 21 years old. Luckily, they were released a few months before I graduated USC. So although they didn't see me graduate Gladstone High School, they did see me graduate USC. What motivated you to, I guess, you know, continue? Well, the education was the key that your parents instilled in you. But still, what kept you going, Alvia? You know, because that's a devastating time in your life. What, what sort of kept you motivated to pursue an education? Um, the simple answer is God. Without God, we can't do anything. That's right. Um, but recalling those years, I wasn't as close to God as I wish I could say, because I was like, how could bad things happen to good people? I was very immature. I was only 14. And what kept me going back in the day was my dad giving me a call every single day at the same time. And that gave me life. Oh, that is so wonderful. Your dad, is, are they still around today, still living and everything? Absolutely. Ever since then, <laughs> they've been retired and been traveling the world to make up for that obstacle. What a wonderful dad to call you every day at the same time. Was this a turning point in your life by having your parents still sort of, you know, instill in you uh, a strong, because I know you come with a background of a strong ethic, because you've talked about that, having a strong work ethic. How did you get into um, the internship? Um, how did you break into that, getting an internship with the number one hip-hop radio station? Well, well I was going through a very difficult time. Uh, it was my first semester in college, and all of my friends were at uh, bigger universities like um, Long Beach State. Um, and because of my high school counselor, I ended up going to Mount Sac, which at the time I thought was um, a, a more inferior school. But God always knows where to put you at the right time, right place to meet the right people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had zero periods because I had to have a full time job. So I was driving to school at 5.45 in the morning and six at 6 p.m., Steve Harvey came on the radio, 
and he started talking about God, and he started talking about um, people who were incarcerated, that not everyone is guilty, and I felt like he was one of the only people that could relate to my story. And although I wasn't a fan of Steve Harvey's at that time, because I didn't have, you know, I, I didn't have time to listen to radio or watch TV because I was in school or working, I immediately right. became a fan when he started talking about God. And um, I would say a few days later, he said um, that he was going to do an in-studio audience at his radio show to fax in, and they were going to be picking 12 lucky winners. And I was one of those lucky winners, and I, I turned that into a career. I was not going to let that slip out of my fingers. Wow. So uh, how, now did you break into the Steve Harvey companies at that time or was that later? That was three months later. What I ended up finding out is that Steve Harvey hires his own team. So nobody that worked for him was working for the radio station. So that bummed me out a little bit, but the uh, PD of the radio station liked my hustle so much. He gave me the internship shift from 10 to 2 p.m., which was right after his show. So what I would do is I would show it to my internship two hours early at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I would ask them to please, anything they needed, coffee, get them food, go get the celebrities from the elevator, anything they needed. And three months later, he probably offered me a job. So what I'm getting out of this, and for our listeners and those of you who might be tuning in, that extra effort, that little extra effort pays off. And it's a sacrifice for you to get up at eight. I mean, to be there at eight. But what a wonderful. Now, now that just came out of your spirit, Elvira, because no one tells us, you know, there's a script that says, uh, if you put in extra effort, you're going to get paid off. But you had something within you that propelled you, would you say, towards success? Absolutely. I will say that I couldn't articulate it as well as you just did back then. I just knew that when I was in that radio station, I didn't feel like dying. And I needed that energy. I needed to be there. Um, After I got the job, that's when I feel like I stepped into my greatness because I was no longer sad. I was no longer suicidal. I was filled with joy again. And that really, really helped me. I th- I'm glad you shared that because this is t- this is September. It's the Suicide Prevention Month, and so many people have had suicidal thoughts. So you were one of those too. But thank God that you stepped into your greatness rather than succumbing to those negative thoughts. Now, when you were um, working uh, as an intern, were you also going to USC working towards your your degrees? Yes, and um, I'm actually glad that you mentioned uh, suicide. Suicide rates are up 80% amongst teens and 30% amongst adults, so it's a very important topic to speak about. Mm -hmm. And to answer your second question is absolutely yes. I was taking 20 units um, in school, and I was also working full-time. And sometimes I worked with Steve and for the radio station, so there was a time where I had two jobs, and I was still taking 20 units. (laughs) <laughs> I got to ask you this funny offline question. Elvie, uh, were you taking <laughs> vitamins? <laughs> were you drinking? She's now they have those boosting drinks. Were you taking vitamins, girl? <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you the secret. I gained yes. 30 pounds, though, but I, my diet was coffee and Cheetos because I didn't have time to eat. And that would keep <laughs> me up when I would try like be going to sleep. I'd be like another Cheeto. <laughs> 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 that was my diet. But I gained 40 pounds, but I got through it. 
<laughs> we got <laughs> well, you get through, you do what you have to do, get through, and then you lose the weight. Yes. Well, what exactly. you know, the thing that I, I was curious about too was your rationale with all the options that we have in terms of degrees and minors and majors. What uh, propelled you with political science and law? Because of what happened to my parents, I didn't want that to happen to anyone else. And I remember when I was little, 14, the person that had the most power was the judge, and it was a female judge. And I eventually wanted to be her so that I could help people in my mom's situation. And I knew that I had to be a criminal attorney first. So my goal was to be a criminal attorney for a few years and then turn into a judge. But once I started working with Steve Harvey, I found the light and I just decided to continue my education because I'm not a quitter. And it was something that I wanted to get for my parents because they, all of my other siblings have degrees. So I was not going to be one that didn't. Mm-hmm. That's, that's laudable. I sort of surmised that possibly you work towards political science and law because of what had happened with your parents and the injustice that you saw. One of, one of the things that was intriguing to me, too, is that you were fortunate enough to have millionaire mentors when you were 18. And you state that they taught you more than USC could ever have given you. What did you learn from them? Well, so many lessons that an hour is not enough. I learned how to conduct myself in business. I Uh learned how to do business. I learned how to dress for business. I learned how to execute deals. I learned to make people respect you rather than like you. I learned that that people already expect you to not be 100% because we're minorities, so we have to show up 200% ready. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many lessons that they taught me, and absolutely, I learned way more working for Mr. Harvey and Mr. McDonald than I ever learned at USC. Well, these are some of the things that uh, I think a college education doesn't necessarily give us. uh, Being a former professor myself and in higher ed for 37 years, it's it's, uh, doing how to do business, but addressing how to uh, expedite the deal. Uh, and then the, the respect comes from, was it a respect for yourself? And you gar- if you have respect for yourself, Alvi, do you feel that that garners respect from other people? So when you said, uh, you know, having respect, making people respect you, how do you do that? How does that translate into an action item? I was just sure. intrigued. By- um, I just, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I just did it the other day. I mean, I've been in business for 18 years now, and mm-hmm. men still treat me like if I'm an assistant or a girlfriend when I'm on important conference calls. And mm-hmm. the way that I make people respect me is if they down talk me or try to belittle me, I stand up for myself, and mm-hmm. I, me and my client will not do business with dinosaurs like that. So that's why I stand up for myself, because we have to teach them how to treat us so that the next woman, they think about not talking to her the same way they talk to me. Well, you know, I have a motto that says we train people how we want them to treat us. And that ties in with something I learned many years ago (laughs) on the professional career trail, I call it. Well, that and and the other thing is that people are not worth training. We just got to let them go. 
<laughs> I heartily concur, uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> now, one of the things um, that you gained enough knowledge that it absolutely changed your life. Um, and now the other thing is that what how you have translated all of this into your book, too, that you're sharing some of your experiences, but you've had so many roles uh, in the industry. You were an executive producer, segment producer, stage manager, my God, event coordinator, and then chief web developer, just to name a few of your hats. So what was the impetus for, for you in each of these roles? Was it just to gain more experience or you just kept getting promoted? There was a necessity. Whenever you work for a small company versus a company that has 200 employees, one person needs to do perhaps 10 jobs because the company keeps growing, but perhaps they don't have the finances to hire more people. I see. So Mm -hmm. initially, that's how it happened. And Mm -hmm. my mom has always taught me to stand up for myself. So by the time I was 21, yes, I kept asking for raises throughout those four years. And I was making more than any person in the company by the time I was 21. That's why it would be foolish of me to go to law school when I was already making twice what a lawyer was making. Great. Uh, That's really interesting, too. Um, You know, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back because I'm going to ask you a question about do you have any regrets? And if you did, what would they be? So, Elvie, we're going to stay there. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned, listeners, because we're going to be right back with my guests. Miss Elvira Guzman, and thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring hosts Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourself, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. If you are looking to deepen your understanding of karma, the law of attraction, metaphysics, mindfulness, and intuition, be sure to tune in each week for You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with host Catherine Potter. Catherine and her insightful guests will show how everything interconnects, explaining concepts and modalities that connect the mind and body. It's a refreshing look at the universe and the laws that govern it. Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, welcome back to my interview today with Miss Elvira Guzman, who I'm calling the trailblazer. (laughs) She has had a wonderful, (laughs) wonderful career. Yes, you are. You're a trailblazer. And so I am so excited to have you on the show today. You know, uh, uh, listeners, if I had to title, retitle this show, it would be From Failure to Triumph, because it really is a script of a possibility that many of us can have and that it is many entrepreneur story as well. So I want to ask you, before we went on on the show, not maybe any regrets, but what was the biggest challenge that during this time uh, of your life and you're succeeding and you're, you know, you're moving up the ladder, what was something that might have happened to you that you had to overcome? What was your biggest challenge? I would say that putting more emphasis on my health. And taking more time for me and to smell the roses. So basically slow down a little bit. Um, I did end up getting very sick from working so hard at 26 where I almost lost my life. So if I were to tell my younger self anything, it would be to please slow down and to take care of your health and to have some balance. That there's time to achieve everything. And I don't have to do everything right, right now. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you that too because... uh, from listening to your story and then reading about you too, you were on a real fast track, really a fast track and all the things you were doing. And even when you were working 20 units, you were taking 20 units, working full time. Uh, you're trying to do all of these things and you're eating coffee and drinking coffee and eating Cheetos certainly impacted 40 pounds on your life. So on your health. Uh, so how did you overcome uh, this illness through meditation, through medicine, through how did you overcome? It's in the height of your professional career. Um, it definitely was. I had a uh, office on Sunset Boulevard, beautiful views of Beverly Hills and Hollywood sign. And well, at 26, the doctor told me I needed to shut everything down. I had to close my business. I had to minimize as much as possible because the doctor basically told me we didn't know what we we were going to find in the surgery and based on how big the tumor was, um, it didn't look very good. So I just had to slow everything down and assess why I was here. That's when I fully was awakened and I discovered my purpose in life. I changed my life up. So instead of having 14 clients and working for Steve, I resigned from Steve Harvey Network. I reduced my clients to three to four clients that um, provided me with almost no stress until Mm -hmm. my body could recuperate. Um, And that's how I was able to get back up uh, three years later. Oh, but it took three years for you to get back up. Very interesting. Yeah. What, well, you know, we didn't really go into how you actually started your business because you had your business, you were on Sunset, and you had all these clients. So how did you happen to, and I'm mm-hmm. sorry if I, I didn't, you know, get that and we're backtracking. How did you uh, start your business? What was the fuel, again, the fuel that sparked you to start your business, your own PR firm? Yeah. <laughs> so at 21, I was living in New York, and I was Steve Harvey's right-hand person. And mm-hmm. he could feel that I was getting tired of of working uh, for his company. Mm -hmm. And he had a serious conversation with me and he said, Alvira, he's like, you've had every position in my company. Now you're my right-hand person. I know I'm going to lose you soon. What do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I know that this is not going to be right for me for, 
you know, a long time, but I still don't know what I want to do. And every single day when we're done with work, we'd always go back to his house to review the stocks for the day and the meetings and then prepare for the next day. He would ask me the same question and he would say, Alvaro, what do you do the best with the least amount of effort? And there came a point where I got upset at him and I was like, Steve, stop asking every day. I was like, I told you right now, I'm cool with just helping you and your businesses. And later I'll figure out what I want to do, but just stop asking me. And he sent me on a few meetings, which I know um, was on purpose. One was with Marvette Brito, who was a publicist tycoon in New York, who at the time was representing people like Mariah Carey. And then she sent me to a meeting with Steve Stout, who at the time still represents people like um, Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake and Wrigley's, and he's a branding tycoon. And I, I was inspired by their businesses. And I said, Steve, I was like, you know what? I think I know what I want to do. I want to do what I do with you, but with a lot of celebrities. And I want to do publicity and branding. I don't want to do just publicity or just branding. I said, but nobody has a business like that. Everyone has they do it one or the other. And he was like, who cares what anybody does? Do you and do that company. You're going to do good. He was like, and I'm not going to let you go. He was like, you're my, I'm going to be your first client. He was like, but you could, you know, at your request, go back to LA and start your company. Cause I just didn't like the vibe of New York. It wasn't my, it wasn't my mm-hmm. vibe. Uh, and so I moved back to LA. I bought a house. I started my business in uh, a guest bedroom and it took off. Um, Immediately, I doubled my salary that I was making at Steve Harvey's company, and I could work from home. So that's how that's, it kind of happened. That's wonderful. But I know you work day and night trying to get that business together. <laughs> Knowing you already, Elvie, <laughs> that you work yeah, day and night again. Definitely. You put everything of you that you were giving to Steve now into your own business. So, uh, you know, there's a success uh, sort of uh I, I not playful words here, but there's something within you that was geared for success. Do you believe that all of the steps in your background, the steps that you took, led you to this particular destination? Absolutely. I've been trained for business since the age of five when my parents first allowed me to go to their stores. So I always knew that I was going to be an entrepreneur. Um, I've never seen anybody tell my parents what to do or what time to check into a job. So I just knew that that wasn't going to last for me for too long because I just don't like when people tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't I've been told. Tell my parents, so I was like, nobody needs to tell me. <laughs> I, I've been told if you don't like people telling you what to do, then you need to go into your own business. <laughs> Exactly. They'd be like, you need, you can only have an hour lunch. I'd be like, what? It takes me 15 minutes to get there. You're crazy. I got to get out of here. <laughs> what are some of the things that you have actually, um, that you think in life that are still a mystery to you? Now, that's a provocative question, I know, but I know you can handle that. Why evil exists? Why people do terrible things? Mm-hmm. Why people don't raise their children right? why there's so much darkness in this world. Those are the things that still perplex me. And, and, and they are valid things. And it gets back to um, you, and I, I'm, I'm pointing this back to you going through a painful period, painful periods in your life, uh, but out of the darkness and almost in all suicidal thoughts, you came out of that. So what, again, 
do you feel that you could share to somebody out there if they're going through a dark period in their life right now? They're in business and maybe they're they're struggling. They're feeling like I can't do uh, what I want to do or I'm held back. Are they having thoughts of because many people tell me this. They have your thoughts about and they're negative. How many people can say I have positive thoughts walking around my head all the time? These negative thoughts somehow seem to come through that brings darkness into the world. Can you yeah, share, I totally agree with you. Mm-hmm. So can you share uh, a situation where you had this experience that incur- occurred in your life and it provides insights into your character? I would say, and I, I don't even want to share the story, but it's only because I feel like I was that girl. Um, not too long ago, I left a meeting with Beyonce's uh, road manager at LA Live, and we had just finished eating fancy lobster and this and that. And when we're leaving back to our cars, I see a young girl sitting on the floor with a sign, and no one's even looking at her. And immediately, I see myself in her because I was that little girl that didn't have parents, that didn't have no one to care for me, that didn't have nothing, and no one would even look my way to help me. So I seen myself, and I just immediately walked over to her. I gave her my food. I gave her money I had in my wallet, gave her my number. Um, I gave her a job. I took her shopping. I contacted my friends at the Clippers, and I asked them to please give her a job because she's living right under the bridge so she could walk there. They offered to get her a home and a job. Um, unfortunately, she wasn't at a place where she could take that help, but she did call me recently, and mm-hmm. she told me that thanks to my little bit of light that I shared with her, she is now living in Arizona with a boyfriend, and she's off the streets and off drugs, and she says she's happy, and um, that's, it's just sharing light. That's, that's how wonderful. I feel that people shared light to me. That is wonderful, and I'm glad you shared that, because I think it's so important today that we recognize some of the things that can provide a little insight into who we really are, and that's absolutely wonderful, Elvie, and thank you so much for sharing. This is another question, you know, I'm just really so excited to have you on the show, because you have done so much (laughs) for a woman of your age, but what's a passion of yours that you rarely share with people? And particularly people that you work with. <laughs> oh, uh, I love to paint. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, that's something that I don't share with many people. But um, in my office, I have over 50 paintings that I've done. And um, I mix it with poems. Oh, wow. So one of my passions. So yeah. there's the artistic <laughs> side of LV. loves to paint. Yeah. What do you paint about? Do you paint pictures? What do you pa- a portrait? What do you paint? Yeah, everything is for God. So, like, in front of me, I have a painting that says, El futuro es mío, like, the future is mine. Um, then I have another painting where I have a body and the heart's illuminated and the third eye is illuminated. And I put the quote by Frederick Lenz that says, when your mind is clear and your third eye is open, you can see and know things that are taking place thousands of miles away. Um, so I just do paintings that will inspire and remind you who you are, what you're supposed to do, and I put them all over my house. But I don't really tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ed, Ed, you thought about doing a private showing sometime and maybe sharing that? Mm. <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like a me and a God thing, you know. <laughs> okay. I understand. I do understand. What's the, the, the best advice you've ever received? Was it from Steve Harvey? <laughs> Find your own. Do you? Do you? <laughs> Was that the best advice you've ever received? If you could coin it into one person or one piece of advice. I would say it would have to come from my mom. She is my first and best mentor. Mm -hmm. And the best piece of advice that she's told me is that I'm beautiful, that I could do all things, that there's nothing that I can't do, that the world, that the sky is my limit. Um, The best thing that someone could do for you is to, to tell you who you really are inside. And that's why I am who I am, because my mom, ever since I was little, has reminded me that I'm God's child and she's just here to help me along. That's wonderful. So I would say that's the best advice. And that I think that's great. Mom's advice, <laughs> I'm reminded often t- times of the advice my mom gave me. That is wonderful. Did you always feel beautiful inside? Did you always feel beautiful outside and inside? I have to say yes, because my parents, that's the only language they told me. And the kids believe what parents tell you. So ever since I was little, I've always thought that I was beautiful and smart. Oh, that's good. I mean, I, I think, and you personify that because of the things that you have done. When you wrote your book, um, and I wanted to share a little bit about your book, what did you want the readers to know when you wrote your book? Um, I've actually written three books, and I've both written two books. Um, the book I think you're referring to is my Purpose, Awaken, and Succeed, because that was your first book, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. That, that's, my, that's my second book. Oh, that's your second um, yeah, book? Yeah, my okay. second book. Yeah. My intent for the second one was I was speaking at juvenile halls for four years at the time, mm-hmm. and I wanted to create a book that I could leave with the kids that they would feel like I was in the cells with them and they would be able to interact with the book and write their notes. And when they leave, they would be a different person. So that was the intent of the book. And God just blew it up for me. The Kardashians promoted it for me for free the first week of the release and the rest is history. Wow. What was it? What was the title of that book? Uh, the second book, Purpose, Awaken and Succeed. Okay, that's your second one. What that now that yeah. one had a lot of valuable lessons that that you from your own inspirational experiences. What did you want the reader to take away in that book? That when you find your purpose, that's when you find success. When you do what God wants you to do, that's when you fill that hole in your heart. That's when you feel happy. That's when time passes by so fast that unless you're doing that, nothing else matters. You're just wasting your time. Do you know, Elvie, that that's one of the the most, I guess, prepondering questions for many people is, what is my purpose? Why am I here? There are still many individuals that are running around trying to find their purpose. There are some of you listeners out there that are working in jobs that you really, it's a job. Uh, it makes a living. But you're still inside trying to find your purpose. How... I've had that question asked me many times. How, Dr. Young, what is my purpose? How do I find my purpose? What would you say to someone 
and finding their purpose? The fastest way Mm -hmm. is to recall your biggest pain because from pain comes purpose. So let's just say, for instance, you were a child that was molested at eight years old. Maybe your job is to be a psychologist to help other kids or to be a school psychologist to know how to point out those kids in the classrooms that are being molested. Or maybe your job is to start an organization to help those kids. Or maybe your job is to write a book to help those kids. So from your pain comes your purpose. So just recall what broke you open and now do something to alleviate somebody else's pain. And that will not only heal you, but that will bring you joy. And that is your purpose. I think you're absolutely onto something, and I hope the listeners take heart to that, because for most of the people that I have met, out of their pain did come their purpose. Uh, and I have absolutely, we're sharing this together, that I know you found, through going through all of your experiences and all of the pain and the disappointments, the setbacks, the obstacles, it only led you into your purpose. And that's one of the things that you point out in your book. So those of you who might want to get her second book, Purpose Awaken and Succeed, and we'll talk about that at the end of the show where you can get that. So one of the things that uh, I still, you know, wanted to ask you (laughs) is what are some of the things that you've learned about business and what are some of the success strategies that have helped you to be the entrepreneur of a thriving PR firm? So... Number one. one. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> Sure. Okay. So some of the tips are you don't have to say yes to everyone. Only do business with people who are on your same frequency because money is not worth illness. Uh, another tip is to go to every meeting extremely well prepared. Uh, that will make you advance quicker than anyone else. Um, I would say to surround yourself with people who are strong where you're weak. Listen, I'm, I'm terrible at a lot of things, but I have team members that, are, that have strengths there, so it looks like I'm amazing all over. <laughs> um, I would just say those are the, the major tips, and of course, of course, of course, get mentors. You're never too old to have mentors. I'm 36 years old and I have over 14 mentors. And whenever I have questions regarding any industry, Mm -hmm. I have someone to call. And that's very important because they help open doors that sometimes you can't because we're a minority or a woman or um, maybe just, you know, not the right, not in the right family. So mentors are incredibly important. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. I want to thank you for that. And we're going to sort of recap what you just gave for those who want to be entrepreneurs of thriving businesses. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with my guest, LVG. Stay tuned. Thank you. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's 
says. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my interview with an amazing woman, L.V. Guzman, a brand strategist, television personality, and best-selling author. And I am so excited to have her. This is one of the, I would say, a Latina woman who's definitely on the move, and you're going to hear about a lot about her in the future. So before we went on break, L.V., we were talking about some of the tips for those who are in business and you want to have a thriving business. And she has said, number one, you need to work with people who are on the same frequency as you. So can you kind of um, extrapolate on that, Elvie, when we talk about doing business with people who are on your same frequency? Break that down a little bit. Absolutely. So everyone is energy, right? Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people spend their days meditating, praying, and being kind to people. And other people spend their days working, being evil to people on the phone, not praying, not meditating, those two different people are going to have different energies in their bodies, right? Right. So mm-hmm. there's been many, many times when I get on a call with somebody, somebody and I can tell their energy just from their voice and I know that I will not do business with them because I know it will be a living hell to work with them mm-hmm. based on mm-hmm. their energy. So right. that's what I mean about okay, energy. Okay. So make sure you work with people who work as hard as you do on your energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the second one was Go to every meeting and be prepared. I think that's clear. She doesn't have to elaborate on that one. <laughs> so when you go to meetings, I used to tell I used to tell women when you're on, when you're on a board and everybody wants to be on a board, a board of directions. You know, I had a lot of women said so that's my goal. I said yes, but it's a very difficult one, and it's one that's challenging because when you go to every meeting, you need to read the whole agenda book. You need to read everything in the agenda so that when you go to that meeting as a board member, you are prepared. So the same thing for entrepreneurs. Also, you said the last one was to surround yourself with strong mentors. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I, in I order said, to get um, to, to certain <laughs> places in different industries, mm-hmm. there's going to be times when we need mentors to open those doors because – And let's be honest, a lot of people don't want to do business with women, but if you have a strong male mentor that will walk you in and they're forced to do business with you, you could set a new precedent and then bring in more women after you. So it's very, very, very important to have strong mentors. Okay, great. 
thank you so much for that. And I hope, you know, people, you got a lot out of that. Now, if you're just giving one piece of advice to women only who are just starting their businesses, what would you say? One piece of advice. Social media is king, especially Instagram. Don't focus advertisement anywhere else. Just Instagram. Social, uh, social, uh, you say Instagram is king. Okay. Yes. What about Twitter? You know, there's a lot of, oh my God, everything That's about dead. Twitter. Twitter. Mm-mm. I don't like. Advertisers are putting their money in Instagram. Okay. So t- what about LinkedIn for professionals? LinkedIn is outstanding um, to do big business deals, um, to meet people that uh, perhaps you can collaborate with. That's another one that, that is amazing for business. Okay. So we have social media is king. Instagram is number one. And then LinkedIn mm-hmm. is outstanding. Okay. We're talking to the branding expert mm-hmm. and PR person. Okay. You know, Elvie, if you could set up a, a a big banner, a huge banner anywhere, and what would you say? Where would you put the banner, and what would you say? I would put it on Wilshire in Beverly Hills, and I would <laughs> put Brand Connector, and I would put my Instagram. You would? Handle, <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm, but... That's the fastest way that people want to reach out to you nowadays. People are no longer doing business cards. They're doing IG. Okay, so you would say Wilshire Boulevard, Instagram, and your name? I would put, no, on Wilshire Boulevard in Beverly Hills, I would put a huge banner, and it would say Brands Connector with my picture and then my Instagram handle right underneath. And I bet you I would get tons and tons and tons of business. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I-, I was expecting you to say something else. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> and that's a good question. Yeah, most to people ask. think like Hollywood or Sunset or Los Angeles, but because I know people where who have the money, they're in Beverly Hills. They're not on oh. Hollywood and they're not on um, Sunset. Those are the wannabes that don't have money. We don't need that. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has really been really uh, an interesting interview. And, you know, I want to thank you for just being so transparent and just being yourself. Uh, Elvie, you have been described as smart, uh, a leader, energetic, outspoken, inspirational, and a dynamo. Truly, you've been all of those on the show today. I want to wish you you all the best in your future endeavors to make a difference in the world. And just, and I thank you so much for having such an inspiring transformational journey and sharing your journey today. So listeners, I want you out there. If you need more information on how to reach LVG, her company is LVG Public Relations at lvgpr.com now that's simple to remember l-v-e-l-v-i-e g and it's lowercase pr.com so again thank you so much for listening Uh, you have just been great lv i i just so happy you're now on my list as a personal board of director (laughs) so thank you you're so sweet it's been an absolute pleasure i really appreciate you 
Well, I appreciate you too. And listeners, that's what we have for the show today. And I want you to be sure to mark your calendars again for November 1, the annual Southern California Women's Conference at the Pasadena Hilton Hotel, and where there will be free workshops beginning at 9.30 a.m. And your host, Dr. B, is presenting a workshop session for women on refinding your purpose after 50. And it's at 11.30 a.m., track three. But you have to register for that conference. Last year, we had a fiasco. There were people who found out I was there and doing a workshop. And they came and took seats. And the people who had registered for the seminar couldn't get in. So there were about 40, 50 people turned away. So let's not have that happen this year. So anyway, come bring your friends for a day designed to empower you mentally and physically. And again, LVG. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really enjoyed it. Got to have you on the television side of the house as well so people can see how beautiful she is. So thank you to all of my listeners out there for listening today to the fire that fuels LVG. So thank you. And this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off until next week. Yay! We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.